Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In the middle is where the magic happens. What are the things that you need to say? And this is the client journey part. What are the things that you need to say to help bring that person from out there to in here? And so that's where the content comes from. Welcome to Think Business with Tyler, sharing our methods and strategies for success. Join in on our conversations with business owners as we highlight their triumphs and detail how they overcame the challenges they faced while continuing to grow and scale their business. It's time to think life, think success, and think business with your host, Tyler Martin. Are you looking to grow your business or brand? The key to your success might be in podcasting. In our newest episode, we talk with J.R. Rivera. He's an expert in podcasting with over a decade of experience. He's the founder of thepodcastfactory.com and the host of resultsleader.fm. J.R. knows the ins and outs of podcasting. He shares his insights on how it can be used as a powerful business tool. Discover how podcasting can help you connect with your audience, grow your business, and even change lives. Listen now to unleash the potential of podcasting for your business and your brand. Hey, JR, thanks so much for being on the Think Business with Tyler podcast show. How are you doing today? Dude, I am honored that you have invited me here. I am stoked to do this. And every time before we record, I get a little nervous, hoping that we can drop something that will be of value to our listeners. So let's do it, man. Well, I guess that's normal then because I'm coming in on 100 shows, which weekly shows, 100 guests. I think I'm at like 85, 87. I can't remember. But it's funny. Every show, I feel the same way as you as I get a little bit like, is there some value here? Is Are we making, hopefully making someone better? So I, as an expert in podcasting, which you are, and we're going to talk about a little later in the show, I, it's fun to hear you say you feel that way. Yes, sir. But I trust you to deliver the goods for your listeners. So you just take me where you want to go and I'm there. Well, that's scary. But okay, let's start out with, just tell me what you do. Tell me a little about yourself and what you do. That's a good starting point. So the weird thing is that when people ask me what I do, I tell them as little as possible because that is a fact because uh, there's only a couple things that I do well and the rest I'm not good at. So I have a team surrounding me who's good at everything else. I speak and I write. And that's all I do for my company. I speak, I write. And I guess the other part is I lead. But I, I work over at the podcast factory. And the work that we do in the bigger picture context of what I do is I change lives. And I think you're doing it. I think I'm doing it. I think all our hosts are doing it. And it comes down to this. The right words from the right person 
at the right time can change a life. And every time we have a conversation, every time we put out a podcast episode, we have an opportunity to change someone's life. So pressure's on, Tyler. Wow. That, that's a heavy duty opening, man. I've never had one that, that strong. It almost makes me want to revamp all my questions going a different direction, but I'm going to stay the course, at least to start. Let's just talk about, cause I, you know, this is a show about scaling businesses, building businesses. And I know you have a lifestyle business and I wanted to talk about, get into a little bit of that first. Like what gave you the desire to even become an expert in podcasting and helping others do that? I mean, where, where was your vision on that? I had zero vision and I was just just smart enough to recognize opportunity. So I grew up and my parents aspired for me to be a blue collar worker. And I did that. I did that for nine years and I realized that wasn't for me. Uh, it took a lot of different things in my life to kind of shine the light on it. But I realized that there was more for me to give the world and I had to figure out what that is. So I jumped into real estate and I did that. And I got my butt whipped, <laughs> lost a ton of money, got real humble and had to rebuild because I was in that 2008 crisis and we lost everything. I lost my house. Dad lost his house. We lost more money than we had. We owed money to the banks and it was tough. But I knew at that point I was unemployable. And so I went to work rebuilding my real estate business at the same time. I really didn't like the pain of losing everything. So I decided, what can I do to give me the best opportunity at not having that happen again? So I diversified. I found out about online business and doing things on the internet. And so I built two companies at the same time. I rebuilt my real estate company and I started building an online business, which over the years was training info products to what we have today is the podcast factory agency. So it's just iterations of multiple streams of income. So that's how I ended up here by mistake, spotting opportunity. I have to ask you, because I think a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners feel this way. Why did you feel you were unemployable? <laughs> For the same reason that I... I... <laughs> I flunked out of high school. <laughs> like I rejected, I rejected people telling me what to do. <laughs> I mean, come on. Okay. 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 I got it. You are manageable, basically. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Who would want me? That's the question. I got it. I think we, you know, I think that's a common thing. I just love to, it's so raw and transparent the way you share it. It's I think we feel that way as business owners and entrepreneurs. It's just like I can't, I can't be employed. I never make it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, hey, I want to dive a little deeper into this whole lifestyle thing. So how do you manage you know, the demands of running a business and then also obviously being able to maintain your lifestyle? What's your secret sauce there in doing that? Awareness is going to be the number one tool. And uh, this is a discussion that my wife and I, I call her Cupcake. So Cupcake and I were having our regular Thursday meeting today and we were reflecting back on the last year. And last year was horrible. Like last year was hard, man, because cost of goods went up. People were canceling, things were changing because people were scared of the recession. And I made a pivotal mistake in July of last year. When we saw things trending the way they were trending, I had planned to take a month off in July just to hang with my family, New Smyrna. We had a condo over there and things didn't look good. And we asked ourselves, is this really the time to take off? Shouldn't we be pushing harder? And me, dude, I, I'm a mule. Just strap it on and I'm going to take it. 
And so what happened was I started working harder instead of taking that time off. And the year went from bad to worse. My attitude was worse. Business was worse. The house was under pressure. And now it's easy to reflect on that and say, hey, we made that mistake. But the thing is awareness, right? And I knew better then. I should have taken the time off, but I didn't. And our whole life has been built on the idea of, and this is four-hour work week for you old school people that remember this, is location independence, many retirements, those kind of things. And we were building our whole life towards that. And then when the stuff hit the fan, we go in the opposite direction. And so being aware of what you want, being aware of the activities that you're doing, and being aware of the results you're getting and whether or not they're serving you it is huge. And so, yeah, I'd say when we're thinking the lifestyle business, number one is being intentional about it. Number two, being aware on whether or not you're doing the right things to get you there. Did that answer your question or did I just take you on a whole thing? It was an awesome answer. It just makes me want to dig deeper though, because like I reflect on what you, your choice there to dive in and go deeper is so natural though, because like, you know, we've all been there and it's kind of hard to go, Hey, things aren't going so well. People are reacting to the economy. I get it. Let's take a month off. <laughs> You're like that, that, that math doesn't add up, right? Like, so, so I can't blame you for wanting to do that. I guess my question would be, and maybe you could help some other people in the audience because I know I've gone through this. When that hits, like, what's the lesson there? It's the lesson there, like, don't listen to your intuition and just, yeah, take that month off because you need to recharge. Or how would you do that over if you had a do-over? Oh, I already know because we did it. Like we yeah. okay. realized we made the mistake and then we reversed it going into this new year. And all of a sudden it's like, whoa, where'd all this business come from? Whoa, look at all this opportunity. Oh, hey, hey, where'd I get all this clarity from? And it's it's because we think, and this is societal pressure, because this is what we're told we're supposed to do. You need to get something done. You, you work harder. Sure. Right. Great. Okay. Sounds awesome. But the fact is, God created us not to work every day. The seventh day he took off after he created the earth and the world and the animals and the sky. He sat back on day seven and said, yeah, check this out. It's awesome. Let me enjoy it. Let me live in it. And that's opposite of what we think we need to do. Work, work, work. Hey, all that's done. Let me work some more. But we are created to take time off. And what happens is when we take time off, we get more clarity. And I'll quote one of my my mentors, I, I did five years in strategic coach and Dan Sullivan talks about the entrepreneurial calendar. And essentially you take time off, you come to work and you're on focus time and your creativity is going up, 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 up. And then it hits a plateau. And after that plateau, you start going downhill and you start getting into reactive mode, putting out fires, working when you were supposed to take time off, doing more. And what happens is if you keep going down that spiral, you get to burnout. And so what he says is you take your focus day, use up all that creativity and cut it with a day off. And then that means the day off is actually spiking your creativity because you have that time to regenerate, rethink, get clear, and then you come back with that spike of energy. And so that's why he advocates 150 days off a year at least to start. And so who am I to argue with these people who are much, much smarter than me? I just got to do what they tell me and, and reap the benefits. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's really good. Uh, 
good way of thinking it through. And strategic coach, I've never taken it, but heard just wonderful things about it. So thanks for sharing that. Hey, I want to get into a little bit about leadership and management. So are there some lessons that you've learned along the way related to leadership and management that have aided you, have helped you in building a successful company? Anything stand out? Yeah, everything. <laughs> everything that it takes to be a leader. Like not not even knowing because we think when we start a business, I know you felt it. I know our listeners have felt it if they're entrepreneurs, is we're wearing all the hats. We're the ones doing everything when we first start out. And and so we're not really a leader. Yeah. If you look at E-Myth, we're really the, the technician with the horrible boss who's gonna take advantage of us every chance they get. That's where we end up, right? JR, sorry to interrupt you. Is that cupcake or is that you that's taking advantage of you? I just want to- Me, I'm a horrible, <laughs> I'm a horrible boss. Okay, I just, I just wanted to clarify there. <laughs> her, her, don't tell anybody. <laughs> but you know how it is, you, you keep putting, I could have taken that month off. Instead, I told myself, no, you can't. That's a horrible boss. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And we right. do it. It doesn't matter what, what level we're at. But there's a few things that really stand out. And over the last year, I say last year was horrible in that we had rising cost of goods and uh, some shrinkage in clients. And so you know that that creates a big gap mathematically. And so that that was painful. And there's things that we could have done better, which we obviously know and we're, we're, we've improved upon. But I will say this, last year was our first full year running People call it uh, Traction, EOS, Entrepreneur's Operating System, Gino Wickman. First year, full year running it. And to see my team's growth in that year and to see people taking ownership and stepping up and being leaders is amazing. And so when I'm thinking in terms of leadership, our job as the visionary of the company is to kind of lay out the big picture, where we're going. And in order to get there, we're not going to be able to do it ourselves. So that thing where we're wearing all the hats, we have to let go of that. And we have to let go of the ego that we feel and the pride that we have. Oh, it's my baby and I can do it better and all that. And we have to empower the people that we work with to be better leaders and own their spot. And not only that, here's the hard part. Like that's hard. Here's what's harder. When you have layers and you are empowering your people to be leaders of their spot, teaching them to make the people they work with be leaders too, so that everybody's buying in, everybody's got ownership, everybody wants to be here growing, doing the thing and making it happen. And so, yeah, leaders create leaders. Man, I wish I could remember who said that quote, but that's the job of a leader to create other leaders. And if if you wanna grow in business, you can't do it alone. So you have to learn to lead and to teach your team to also become leaders. Yeah, that's a great one. By the way, EOS is just the traction is a wonderful program. I'm thinking from their, one of their books, they take you through the journey of implementing traction. And there was an example of one person that, well, there's an example of one person in the wrong seat and there was an example of another person that didn't want to go along with the program. Did you guys have anything where when you were trying to implement it, maybe someone didn't want to deal with the change or yeah. you knew, did you? How did you deal with that? Dude, it's the funniest thing. Like I said, my wife, Cupcake, works with us. All right, I'm the dumb one. 
I look pretty on camera. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I do audio podcasts, by the way. <laughs> you got me beat, man. I'm worse than you. So. <laughs> so, right. I didn't make it out of high school. I flunked. And my beautiful wife, she got her degree, she got her MBA. She was trained up at one of the best schools here. And we had her slotted for the CFO spot. Nope, not doing it. Nope, not into it. And we're like, you kind of fit in this spot. You love spreadsheets. You love watching the dimes and nickels. You, you love all this stuff. Nope, not doing it. And what did we do? Okay, then that spot's just not being filled. And we just kept on and it, it was a void at each quarterly meeting. And it was like, no, no, nobody's doing it. Cool, nobody's doing it. And then all of a sudden, as things were getting tougher, she starts thinking, maybe I need to own that. And this speaks to having good people on your team. We have an absolutely amazing accountant who is a, an accountant, a coach, a trainer. So he helped us get a lot of things in place. And when he got QuickBooks, real nice and tight. Cupcake was like, oh, can I get a login? No, I want to look at these numbers. And then she starts slicing and dicing numbers too. It was only two meetings ago that she finally took ownership. And we've done this thing for about six meetings. So we went all that time with the void and let her finally say, oh yeah, maybe I do belong. And now she's owning that spot. She knows the cost of goods. She's got an accountability for bringing the cost down, increasing revenue per client and, and rallying the team around that. But yeah, we had that friction. And what were we going to do, man? We just got to keep working and hopefully it's going to get filled internally. If not, we had to look externally, but she stepped up to the plate once she felt, I don't know, comfortable, confident, or maybe she just wanted to save us from that bad year. Whatever it was, it worked out. If you're a business owner feeling stuck in your business, overwhelmed, responsible for everything that happens, and working long hours, Tyler helps his clients develop processes, hire high-performing team members, and better understand their financial metrics and numbers to allow for a more predictable, less hands-on business. To schedule a free, no-pressure consultation, head to thinktyler.com and click the meeting button. Tyler would love to see if he can help you work on your business, not in your business. Schedule a consultation today at thinktyler.com. Think life, think success, think business. We had that friction. And what were we going to do, man? We just got to keep working and hopefully it's going to get filled internally. If not, we had to look externally, but she stepped up to the plate once she felt, I don't know, comfortable, confident, or maybe she just wanted to save us from that bad year. Whatever it was, it worked out. Yeah, she just needed the right framework. And then once it clicked, it sounded like, you know, she was the right person, right person in the right seat. It sounded like. All day, baby. Yeah, that's so cool. Hey, I want to switch gears now. I want to start talking about podcasting. So personally, I've been doing podcasting a little bit over a year and a half, do one episode a week. And the reason I'm sharing that with you is, you know, a lot of podcasts don't last that long and they oftentimes will die at the vine from what I understand and some studies. So share with me, if you don't mind, what are the benefits like specifically to businesses and entrepreneurs? Should we be in a podcasting? Is podcasting the right way to go? And what should be our expectations if we don't do go in that direction? So to me, the people I do my best work with know they have a duty to get a message out there. Because like I said, right words, right person, right time can change a life. And all of us have something special in us. Some of us own it more than others. But if you're just keeping that inside, 
you're doing a disservice to people. And this goes back to, it's a story in the Bible, the story of talents where they give one guy three talents, another guy two talents, another guy one talent, and the guy with three multiplies them. You can call it money, talents, whatever. Guy multiplies them, his boss is happy. The guy with two talents multiplies them, happy. To you, you get more. The guy with one talent takes it, buries it in the ground. And when his master comes back, says, look, I still have the one. That's what a lot of people are doing is they're burying their talent in the ground and hoping nobody sees it. And we are here to multiply talents, multiply messages, multiply light. And so for me, I do my best work with the people that want to reach more people and help them. So you got to be able to own that. That's number one. Number two is you got to have a mission, right? Because when I join up with you, I want to jump onto your mission. I want to add some fuel to your fire. So you got to be doing something that's going to change a life. Otherwise, I'm not interested. And number three, you got to have a business, right? Because some people think that a podcast is a business and I'm going right. to tell you it's a bad business. Don't don't be a podcaster. Do whatever you can to stay away from podcasting. But if you actually have a business and you actually have clients and you're actually getting results, then a podcast is a great way to feed into that business, whether it's through relationships like connections that you and I are having yeah. or through one of the systems we call direct response podcasting, where we target the exact right audience. And then we build a content funnel that knocks out objections and pre-sells them so that they show up on calls ready to buy. And so you got to have those things in place if you want to be successful using the tool of a podcast. So question, don't you think some people start, like when I started my podcast, I absolutely wanted to help people, but I kind of like, hey, am I really, do I have something to say? Am I really the guy that can facilitate that changing moment? And I think a lot of people feel that way, especially, you know, if we're not already some type of broadcaster or individual. I mean, don't you think some people like they don't feel, they may not feel today like they have necessarily this great thing to share, but it maybe just needs to come outside of them and they're scared to take the jump. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? That would be my kind of concern about people not doing it because they maybe don't see they have something to offer. Bro, you, I mean, we all hit this. I told you I was nervous when we got on right, right. to get things going. We we all have the the little butterflies in our stomach. And that's why I go back to the idea of it's your duty. You are supposed to do this. And if you're not doing this, you're holding out on the world, you're burying your talent. And so, yeah, that's going to come up no matter what. And I've seen it and I've worked clients through it by helping them think about who they're helping, thinking about the service that they're doing, thinking about all the wonderful things that they have done and bridging the gap on how to share that with people in an honest and entertaining way. But yeah, that's normal. If you weren't scared, I'd be scared for you. I mean, <laughs> that's what it comes down to. Right, right. So I think you've kind of answered this in a way, but I want to dig a little deeper. How do you create engaging content? How do you, you know, consistently, if you're running a podcast, how do you get so people want to listen? They're getting quality out of it. Is it just strictly if you feel like you've got something to offer or is it deeper than that? So I look at this a little bit differently than most people. And I'll give you the steps at a high level. Okay. Uh, number one, when, when we have a client come in, we want to know who they're talking to. Like, who is this show for? This show has to be for somebody. 
nine times out of 10, somebody is somebody just like you, especially when you're first starting out. You're making the show for other people just like you. We have a process called the client cloner and the client journey where we really break these things down so we get crystal clear on who the show's for. Now you know who the show's for, you're in better position than 85% of people who start podcasts. That's step one. Now we're going to jump to step three. And this is what trips people up and blows their minds because I'm thinking about this maybe even before they are. What do you want the podcast to do for you? What is the point to this work that you're putting in, this investment that you're making? Like, What do you want the podcast to do so that you can figure out what you want your listener to do. And we call that the client matrix. What are the steps? Go to the landing page, fill out a form, book an appointment, whatever those pieces are, we figure that out. Who we're talking to, step one. Step three is what do you want that person to do? And then in the middle is where the magic happens. What are the things that you need to say? And this is the client journey part. What are the things that you need to say to help bring that person from out there to in here. And so that's where the content comes from. That's where the topics come from. And they're always going to be interesting because number one, you're talking to that exact person. Number two, you're taking them on a journey. And number three, the solution ends up in your database, in your bank account, wherever, whatever that piece is that you want, those pieces fit together. And then that right there starts feeding into content ideas for the future because now you're filling your business with new opportunities, new questions, new clients, and you start making more and more content around those topics. Very cool. Sounds very thorough and deep in terms of your thought process for how you're approaching your show and kind of methodical and following. Everything kind of has a purpose, it sounds like, through the journey of doing a show releasing a show, publishing a show, probably promoting it. It all kind of follows that path. That's what I think I'm hearing you say. Dude, it goes so much deeper. I'm such a nerd about this stuff. I really am. In fact, even in the content vault, in planning the shows, the shows are uh, uh, just a spinning wheel adventure that keep going. So the shows are going to give your listener, a little piece of you. You're going to also let them know that you understand them and you're going to open up a problem, whatever problem you solve, and you're going to give them a perspective on that problem. And what does that do? That builds a bond, that builds trust, but it doesn't stop there because anybody that's been doing business for a while knows that once you spot a problem and solve a problem, there's the next problem. And so that's the way we shape our shows is open the problem, give some perspective, example, story, whatever it is, case study, give a little perspective and a piece of the solution. And then people can have an off-ramp. And the off-ramp is quite simple. Listen to another episode or get on my calendar, let's say, would be one simple way to do it for a consultant. And you do this at every show, plus you leave the cliffhanger at the end of each show. Once you got this solved, you're going to hit this. We'll talk about that in the next one. And so your content vault basically takes people in and then just keeps them moving, moving, moving till they find their problem where they want to get off and jump on the phone with you, or they just keep moving through your content. And that's the way we design it is to keep people in once we get them in. Can you do this with pretty much any industry? I mean, if you've got someone that does hardwood floors in a certain state or consultant across the United States, is the same rules apply or do you do something different? Yeah. I mean, basically we are thinking through the lens of a client 
and just different levels of awareness so that you're hitting that problem that they hit wherever it is. It might be show one, it might be show eight. I don't know what it is, but it works especially good for coaches, consultants, those kinds of folks who are solving big problems and have their processes in place. But it could be broken down to any industry. I mean, we do it in real estate as well. We've done it for many people in real estate, insurance, uh, financial planners. It's open the problem, show a case study, give them a piece of the solution or at least a new perspective, and then open up the next problem. Very cool. Where do you think we're at with podcasting? Are we still in the infancy of it? Are we, you know, sometimes I'll talk to people about podcasting. They'll be, oh man, it's so saturated. You shouldn't be doing that or whatever. Where are we at in that progression in your mind? So here is something that we might not have talked about. I did my first podcast in 2008. Wow, wow. (laughs) Yeah, it was a minute ago. And there's been ups and downs through all of that. And it feels like we're on an upward trajectory mainly because of the way consumption works today, where more podcasts are being consumed on YouTube than anywhere else, which I never thought would happen. We have them in our cars, in our phones. They're everywhere available. Hey, Alexa, play this. And all of a sudden, it's playing in your house. And so I think we're just getting started. And what's really cool about this and what excites me about it is I don't know how to make you the next Joe Rogan. but I can make you Joe Rogan to the people that know you, the people in your sphere. I can help you get those people addicted to you. And so we all have micro audiences and things like Netflix and and YouTube and, and all this. We didn't have that years ago. Remember when there was just three networks on TV and everybody just had to watch what was on TV? Now we're all self-selecting. I like this person. I like that person. They're on Spotify. They're on YouTube. We're, we're selecting. And so I think that's an advantage to the people who are crystal clear on who they can help and what they can help them with so that you can target in on them and just get the slice of the pie that belongs to you. Yeah, I like that. That's a great way of saying it. In fact, I was going to one of my questions. I know we're running out of time here. I like to stay within a certain time frame, but I'm going to ask it since you brought it up. It's our numbers, like should expectations of listens, because I think we think, oh, it should be thousands and thousands of people that listen to every show. You mentioned the word micro. What is like if you have a targeted niche audience, like is there some reach that you're expecting in terms of listens? Is it strictly around uh, lead generation? Is it what, how should someone look at that in terms of how they're getting some return or some, you know, some type of indication of how they're doing? That is exactly why when I get on a call with someone, the first thing I want to know is what do you want the podcast to do for you? Got it. And that, that's going to determine the entire strategy because somebody that wants calls versus somebody that wants leads, it's going to be a different strategy. Somebody that has a sales team that wants easier sales, that's going to be another thing. Somebody that just wants to be a podcaster, I just send them away. But the idea to me is, what is your end goal? What are we trying to accomplish? And let's build a bridge to making that happen. So it could be referrals. It could be easier sales. It could be more clients filling up your agency. It could be any of those. But that's where I start. And once we get that machine going, and that's phase one, we got to get that machine going. We got to get that thing producing results, whether it's referrals or sales of your course or whatever those goals are, the real goals that are going to move the dial for you. That's where we start. And then about three to six months in, then we start talking about how do we grow this? How do we get this to more people? How do we get more people into the funnel? Because this thing is working. But it always starts out with the smaller piece of how does this really 
really affect your bottom line. And we focus on that first. Got it. Got it. Hey, I like to always end with one question. We're wrapping up the show here. And that's if you have a business or a life tip that you've learned along the way that you can share with us and hopefully it can make us better, whether it be personally or professionally. It's so funny now that I've talked so darn much (laughs) on this episode, but this really, I wish I would have known this when I was 18. And it's quite simply, talk less, listen more. That's the secret to, to a better life. Talk less, listen more. That's great. Now, that is hard to accomplish when you're a guest on a podcast. But that aside, it's an awesome tip. <laughs> Congruent. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. You're a blast to talk with. So your website is thepodcastfactory.com. Thepodcastfactory.com. I'll put it in the show notes on thinktyler.com. If people want to reach out to you, is there anywhere else you'd like them to go? You can find me anywhere on social media at Riverathan, R-I-V-E-R-A-T-H-A-N. That's LinkedIn, IG, Facebook, and any new place, that'll be my handle. Great. Dude, you are so fun to talk with. This is the second time I've had the pleasure of speaking with you. And you're just like a a ball of knowledge and, and fun to throw in there. So thanks for your time. And hopefully you can come on again in the future. Brother, thank you so much for having me on and letting me talk because usually I'm just doing the listening. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again, man. Take care. That's all for this episode of Think Business with Tyler. But we have plenty more resources to help you in your pursuit of business excellence on our website at thinktyler.com. If you'd like to be featured in a future episode of the show, feel free to reach out to us on social media at think underscore Tyler. We look forward to helping you think life, think success, and think business. Welcome to Tuning In to Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonise your mind, body and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning In to Sound Wellbeing today. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour.